a Corporate Streets presentation. Welcome to the Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have TJ. And this is Jaren. And this week, we're talking about the 31st law. Control the options. Get others to play with the cards. You deal. All right, Jaren. Translation. What is it this week, man? All right. Translation. This week comes from the meme of 2016. And that meme was created. Well, it wasn't created, but it was uh, made about... Mr. Uh, One Billion Records sold himself, Birdman. So the translation for this week is... One Billion Units. One Billion Units. One Billion Units. (laughs) And that translation is, is you done or is you finished? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he gave you two options. He gave you two options. He made, made you think you had two options. But you was going to be done or you're going to be finished. So is you done or is you finished? It's the translation for the streets. Okay. Well, uh, (laughs) I'm going to give you a few words from the OG himself, man. The best deceptions are the ones that seem to give the other person a choice. Your victims feel they are in control, but they are actually your puppets. Give people options that come out in your favor, whichever one they choose. Force them to make choices between the lesser of two evils, both of which serve your purpose. Put them on the horns of a dilemma. They are gored wherever they turn. (laughs) And the first thing that popped in my head when I heard these wonderful words by the OG Robert Greene is pick a card, any card. Yeah. Magicians tell you to, hey, man, I want you to pick any card out of this deck. Yeah. And they make it seem like you have all of these options. You get to pick any cards you want, right? That's what they say. But really, they're forcing you. They're forcing you into whatever you're picking. Um, the first thing I thought was, is you done and is you finished? <laughs> and that's, the, that's definitely funny. the second thing I thought of was three card Monty. Yeah, man. They. This is just like, I guess, so we were kind of uh, thinking the same or thinking along the same line. We were thinking about cards and the illusion of having choices and really we don't. Right. They get they now, give you the illusion that that uh that red what's it called? They call the black lady is, is there. But she's not <laughs> when they flip over when you hit that card, you know you followed it. But you not watched there. that whole thing. You watched it. You swear you watched it. Yeah. But it ain't what you think it is. I'll tell you what. If I ever play three card Monty, I'm choosing a card to the left of whatever I think it is. Because <laughs> the card has to be there, okay? It has to be there. They never flip them all over, though, right? No, nah, they never flip them all over. Yeah. I mean... The the key to that game though is the way that they throw them down. You think that they threw the you know the the one that you need to choose. You think that they throw that down first, but they really throw it down second or third, and that's is, what screws you up. Uh, okay. 
it's it's a fake throw. So it's, it's there. The so throw. it is actually there allegedly. Yeah, it's there. Uh, okay, it's, it's the three cards. So it's 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 all in the throw. When you're watching the card that's going down, you thinking that's the one that you're supposed to keep your eye on the entire time. But really, he threw down or she threw down another card. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's there. Just don't just don't go for the one you think it is because it's not that one. <laughs> fake throw. Okay, that's 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 interesting. It's a fake throw. So the OG points out the main weakness in a show of force that stir is that it stirs up resentment and actually leads to a response that eats at your authority. Okay. So if you feel like you want something to happen your way, you try to force it that way. You're going to stir resentment against those people you're forcing. And it's going to eat at your authority. They're not going to listen to you. They're not going to want to deal with you. Yeah. Um, the third thing I thought of. So the first thing was, is you done? Is you finished? The second thing was the three card Monty. Mm-hmm. And the third thing was the election. The whole election yeah. process. Yeah. We, we've talked about that before. Um, where... I don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not. Probably so, right? Um, but that it seems like we have choices, but we were forced into those choices in the first place. Right. Like, and it makes it, it makes it feel like it's so democratic and we're the ones who chose. But uh, it's not exactly that way. Because if it was that way, I mean, Jay-Z would be the president. Like, if we, <laughs> if we actually could choose who the president is going to be, it would be like Beyonce you know somebody like right. that if it was a if it was a popularity contest adele would come in she'll live here for a few years get her credentials up you know become a citizen and adele would be president but of course we we're just given um so-called choices or candidates to choose from and i mean that that gives us the illusion like we have choices but really whoever's going to be president is going to be president and, th- and think about it, though. If they just came in and said, hey, Trump is going to be president. Here he is. This is it. People would be like, what? You done lost your mind. And people will revolt because they feel like they didn't have a say-so. And I use, I use this tactic a lot in, say, meetings when you have your approach and you know which way you want to go. But you just go in and have the meeting and get people's buy-in and basically push them toward the idea that you came in a room with anyway and it helps them assimilate to the idea better and it makes them feel like that they were a part of it and they're going to participate more and that's kind of ah, i wish i would have i wish i could recall the actual law number but there's a law where um they say kind of make the your leader or make the uh, master What's, what's the one about the master well, you kind of make the master look good. So uh, you, you you can kind of make a suggestion to the master and make him feel like he made that decision. Oh, right. Right. And yet we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that a little bit later and, on. And that's what, what you just said kind of reminds me kind of of that. Of that. You know, you, you make them give them the illusion. All of this seems like it's about illusions, really. It is. You know, it is. Like it's it, talking about that iron fist in the velvet glove, man. He yeah. said it in the preface. It's all about that. As a matter of fact, I use this tactic on the kids all the time. So, like, the kids walk up 
They say, Dada, I want some apple juice. And I tell them, well, no, you can't have apple juice. You can have water or you can have nothing. Which one do you want? And they say, well, I want apple juice. I say, well, that's not an option. The options are you can have nothing or you can have water. Which one do you want? And they just be and like, say, fine, okay, then. fine, then. I don't want nothing. It just <laughs> walk out. Most of, the time, <laughs> most of the time, they say that they want water <laughs> because they don't want to go without nothing. You know yeah, I've just been like, man, I don't want nothing, man. Forget it. And just like start out. <laughs> All right, holla. <laughs> I'll catch you later. So withdrawal and disappearance are classic ways of controlling the options, according to the OG. And that reminds me of absence and presence. All right. If you show some absence, people will appreciate your presence. Absence? So, yeah. Absence. Ain't, yeah. That, ain't that a drink? <laughs> That's absent. Oh. <laughs> That's different, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you show you show that you can be absent, the opposite of present. You show that you can be absent, and they give them a taste of what they would get without you there. Then they'll be more along. Uh, well, first of all, you got to be good at what you do. All right, you can't threaten anybody with your absence if you ain't good at what you do. You know what I'm saying? So basically, it's like that Bobby Womack song. If you think you're lonely now, <laughs> exactly. Wait until tonight, girl. Yeah, you think I've been gone. I'm going to really be gone. And you <laughs> if you think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't hit the note. Save us. Save us with that. But those are classic ways of controlling options. So you want to get something. You want to have it your way. It's not going the way that you want it. Tell them, well, you know what? I'll just withdraw from it. I'm out. That's cool. You Peace. just do it the way you want to do it. I'll let you have it the way you want to have it. Remember, uh... Man, we're so many laws in now, dude. We're 31 laws in. I can't remember the number, but you win with your actions, never through argument, right? Right. So don't sit there and argue about it. Don't try to force your way into it. Say, no, you're going to do it my way. You're going to cause resentment. Just simply bow out. You know what? Peace. I'm out. You can do it your way and see how it comes out. But again, you have to be good at what you do if you're going to threaten people with your absence. So if you're at the job and you're trying to get that raise and you tell them, oh, you know what? I got somewhere else that'll give me $3 more, and you're not willing to give me a dollar, I'll be out. If you ain't good at what you do, your job might be like, all right, peace. Good luck. <laughs> so I hope you wasn't bluffing on that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that's, again, that's a tactic that you can use is that, well, you know what? If you can't give me what I'm asking for, I'm asking to be promoted, I'm qualified, then I'll go down the street to this company that's willing to give me the position right now. And sometimes that works just depends on the situation i've definitely done that before uh, with my photography business um that would be actually it just happened recently i gave my prices to a person they came back with some you know saying this other place did you know uh they could do it cheaper i'm like okay are they any good <laughs> you know <laughs> And it was like, all right, well, you know, good luck. And then they came back, well, you know, could you do it for this amount? You know, they, they came back, you know. I. <laughs> That's funny. Got beat at their own game, man. Yeah, exactly. you're not bluffing. Yo, when you're doing this, it's not about a bluff. You know what I mean? Sometimes you can take, you can take the chance on a bluff, but... 
You just gotta be careful because you don't want to give away ultimately what you want. Because that's that's called a walk of shame when you gotta come back. Right. You're like, look, I got better prices over here. It's like, well, they're not doing what I do. They're not as good as I am. Like, they but they they have cheaper prices. Well, I'm gonna go over there. All right, have fun. I hope they do a good job. And, and they did. crawl back. That's yeah. that walk of shame, dog. Yeah. And then I activated the law twofold, and then I hit her with the, well, let's just say uh, I did. I said, well, I could do $100 for an hour or two hours for 150 or something like that. You know, it was whatever it was. Uh, I gave her two options. It made it seem like it were two options, but the the both options were in my favor. Exactly. And it was all said because- and done. It's 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 more beneficial to get the two hours for the one fifty. Right, exactly. You know I mean? For, for fifty dollars more, I can get another hundred dollars. And fast food companies been doing this for years, where they tell you, "Hey, man, you can get this uh, value meal for five ninety nine, or you can get a sandwich, or you can get a se- you know you can get it separately. And when you get it separately, the sandwich is like four bucks. Right. The drink is like two bucks. And you're like, man, I can get fries with that though if I get the combo. Right, and, it, and it's make you get the combo exactly. And it's not that much more work for me. Just like it ain't that much more work for the fast food restaurant. And excuse me for saying ain't. I normally never say ain't, but uh, <laughs> but it ain't that much work. More much more work for them. So yeah, why not get paid seventy five dollars an hour? <laughs> so you know, for two hours of work. Yeah. So, and that's that's uh. That's that's hypothetical, um, IRS. I'm not getting $75,000 right. from nobody. On yourself, bro. Yeah. Players and coaches do this all the time in sports. You take a LeBron James. He was the top guy in Cleveland at one point. They wasn't giving him any help. He decided to dip out. Cleveland sucked for a while. When he came back, he was a god in the city. They gave him everything that he wanted. Whether it's players, coaches, whatever he wants, he gets. So he indirectly forced their hand. So... Yeah, when he, took his, the, when he took his talents to South Beach. That. Yeah, yeah, when he dipped out. Now, the OG tells us that the illusion that riches or fortune will fall into your lap is an irresistible carrot. And that hope will make them accept the most ridiculous situations because it leaves them with the option of a dream. All right? So right. that illusion that you can have it all, it'll come into your lap. That's a carrot that people have a hard time resisting and they'll take the most ridiculous situations this is why casinos are in business this exact law you know that nine times out of ten you're gonna come out without any money people plan to take money there that they're not gonna come home with they plan on that because they have a planned amount of money well good gamblers i mean i'm not talking about the people that are that are sick not talking about the people that are addicted but if you can go in there and gamble properly you go in there knowing you're going to lose. But that faith that, hey, I can possibly win, that hope, that that dream that I can hit it big, that's why I can see those still get money. Come on, seven. Mama need a <laughs> new, new pair of shoes. Exactly. Baby needs some diapers. You know, even better, uh, the lottery, man. How is the Powerball still in business? You have like a one in 175 million chance. Because of that of one. <laughs> because of that one chance that it could be you. Exactly. You're given the choice not to play. You can steer far from it. But that hope and that dream, even though it's so ridiculous, 
I wouldn't do anything else that's one in 175 million chance. But somebody you know else made for that little uh, investment of a dollar or two, you know, and you see somebody has won before and people win this thing. Why not me? It could be yeah. me. It could be me. I'm just as good as they are. It's going to be me. This they don't even say it could be me. They say it's going to be me. They're sure. The OG also brought up that these situations usually have a choice A or choice B, and the whole the rest of the alphabet is just totally left out. None you know, of that. you give a yeah. person two options, and they're not thinking about where are the other twenty four options. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where 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 are they? They don't even think about that. And the reason they don't is because having an unlimited number of options would totally freak us out. Right. Like when I go to a restaurant, I think I talked about this on a podcast before. If I see a menu that have twelve pages. I have a hard time choosing what I want. Hey, Cheesecake Factory. Options. Yeah, exactly. You knew I was going to go there. Yeah. I always use them as the example. Because it's just way too many the worst. options. They're the worst at it. Dude, it's way too many options. And, and they're probably not going to be good at you know at them because it's just too many options to be good at. You go so to a place. They don't focus on anything in particular, so they're not going to be good. You go to a place called Cheesecake Factory, and then they have a 12-page menu of all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Right. And I think, I guess, I know we had to say this somewhere, but that's why, like, Gordon Ramsay, when he goes and does uh, Kitchen Nightmares, yep. he'll go to these restaurants, and the first thing he does is take a look at the menu. Well, after he walks through the place, he'll look at their menu, and he'll often cut down the menu, make it simple, give it, like, maybe six, eight max options. I don't even think he's even going that many. You know, maybe six options or something, something small like that, and just do those things very well. Because yeah. people get freaked out and they get, you know, afraid when they have a lot of options. Um, actually, at my job, I used to um, do tour solicitations. So we have a group of a hundred people, and you tell these hundred people, "All right, here are the times that you can work." And you have to pick one rather than just letting them come in whenever they want or, you know, saying demanding that they come in at a certain time. Right. Right. So it gives them the illusion like they have a choice, but it's still all controlled from the top. Right. That's that's a really good example. There's a lot of that going around. The cool thing is now that you know it, just think about how many times that those options you think you have have been controlled from the jump. So when you go into that car company or that to go buy that car and you think you talk them down yeah. $5,000 or $3,000, yeah. that's all control. You didn't do anything but fight for what you wanted, what they were able to give anyway. That, so they give you the yeah. illusion that you're winning. But really, that's what they would have did anyway. Exactly. That number was within, it was already approved and in their range like the whole <laughs> the whole show of oh let me go and ask my uh, supervisor if we can do that you know that number is already on their screen they know they can do it they're just gonna fight it if it right. wasn't they would just immediately say like nah we can't do you know like, if you, you go in there and tell them on the twelve thousand dollar car i got five thousand cash right now they're not even <laughs> gonna waste your time and say right. that they're gonna go talk to a boss right now if you <laughs> said they do you know i can't do it for that yeah now if you said like 11 they might be like oh let me go see 
I always talk them down, by the way, people. Yeah, always go in there and try to talk them down. Never take the face value price. Oh, quick story really quick. I went to a car place one time, <clears throat> and I went there based on the online prices. I got there. The prices were the, the prices on two cars that I saw were $3,000 more than what I saw online. So I asked him, I was like, yo, I didn't see this price online. Like, this is way more. He's like, oh, you, so you can get the Internet special. So I was like, so if I hadn't went to the internet and saw this, if I'd have came in, you just would have charged me this, this number, this twenty-one thousand dollars. He was like, yeah, that you you got the internet price. <laughs> How dirty is that, man? You already know they're advertising online at this price. Why would you take somebody's money like that and let them waste their time trying to talk you down that same three thousand dollars that that's you already, were giving to people who yeah. saw? Yeah, no. that's crazy, man. That's crazy. But anyway, what I was getting at with the with the food place, that Cheesecake Factory or whatever food place it is, that's why it's so easy or so good to be, not right now, one of the easy parts of being pescatarian, vegetarian. Uh, there's only a few options anyway. So if I go to Cheesecake Factory, which I won't, but if I did go, it wouldn't be that many options for me anyway. I've already pared down the options myself. I didn't need them to do it. And Cheesecake Factory... You can avoid this uh, this thrashing that you get on this podcast <laughs> just by being a sponsor. That's all you have to do is start sponsoring us. And yep. this yep. verbal yep. beat down that you get on the corporate Every streets. Every single time. Yeah. yeah. You, won't, you won't have to deal with that. So. Yeah. So the OG says that people that have the option to choose between multiple options have a hard time believing that they're being manipulated or deceived. So you give people options. They're like, oh, look, I mean, look, I can choose this or this or this. They feel like they choose their own fate. That's that tour solicitation. Now, there are forms of controlling the options. And the OG went through these, and I'm going to go through them pretty quickly. Uh, so the first one, he talked about coloring the choices. Now, I've done this at work. You come to a problem. You figure out the options. You tell the boss the options, but you color the options. The option that you want to choose, you make it sound more appealing. You don't have to make it obvious. Just make it sound like the most appealing option, like the common sense option, the most logical option, the one that has the most benefits. Uh, and they generally choose what you, uh, the one that you color. So it's kind of like um, you got plan A or brand A or you got brand B. Like, like that? <laughs> yeah, it, it could be something like that. <laughs> I would probably do a little bit more than that. I would probably go into the benefits of A, I would give three benefits, and then with B, I would give six. So that would be my way of coloring the option. Okay. On coloring the options, OG says use this on the insecure master. All right? So on, on boss man or boss lady who's insecure, don't know what to choose, you help them choose. The next way is to force the resistor. You can use this on children or people who want to do the opposite of what you ask. I call this the reverse psychology trick. So you push them to choose what you want them to do by acting like you really want them to do the opposite. Have you seen that Cosby episode, Doug, where, uh, where Vanessa had been drinking and they end up playing the drinking game with her and they had Rudy. They, had, they made it look like Rudy was drinking. Oh, yeah. Playing the ABC drinking game. Yeah. Well, I felt like they kind of used this force to resistor. They acted like they had little youngster Rudy drinking alcohol, playing his drinking game. And Vanessa was sick to her stomach about it because she didn't want her sister to go through what she went through. She had a, a nasty hangover. 
And so they kind of forced her to not do that again by making her think that, you know, they were open to everybody in the house drinking. So okay. somebody that's trying to resist, you can use this on them. Or is it kind of like the um, Looney Tunes, uh, Daffy Duck and Rap, uh, sorry, Roger Rabbit, Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny, duck season, rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season, <laughs> rabbit season, duck season, and then... Yeah, it just flips. And then, yeah, and then he shoots uh, Daffy Duck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what? That That's a good example of that, too. <laughs> uh, the next form is alter the playing field. Now, this is for people who resist at all costs, all right? Rather than just going for what you like that what you want cuz that's hard to attain. You're going to you're going to hurt feelings, you're going to uh ruffle feathers. Go for something that controls that thing that you want. Okay. And that's how you inadvertently control it. You alter the playing field. So, that thing you want might be a Super Bowl trophy. So, maybe you deflate the footballs to your liking. <laughs> That could be a way. Your favorite. Yeah, you alter the playing field, literally. Yo, there wasn't (laughs) any evidence that he deflated him himself, okay? (laughs) He got away clean. And I'm a Patriots hater. I hate the Patriots, but hey, man, I don't know about that one. (laughs) Okay. The example that that I had was Arizona. They kind of did this to California. I don't know if you know about this. I know about it because I live in California, but Arizona had toughened their uh, immigration laws. And California is super duper liberal, uh, so they yeah. threatened to boycott Arizona. I don't know what else they could have done, but what they did was they altered the playing field. They said, "All right, fine. You know what? You can go ahead and uh, boycott us, but remember, you borrow about twenty five percent of your power in Los Angeles from us, so we'll just shut that down." Okay. <laughs> you think LA boycott? <laughs> Dog, they didn't want they they didn't want their uh, electricity shut down in the summertime. Is that from like they the Hoover Dam or whatever, or huh? Is it is that from the Hoover Dam or? I'm not exactly sure, but but that was the time that I learned that Arizona controls 25 percent of LA's that's in Nevada uh, electricity. Okay, jeez Louise, and like that that Arizona commissioner. He kept he kept hitting them where it hurts too. He was throwing out jabs like, "Yeah, when those temperatures hit 100 degrees, we're just gonna have some extra power." I'm sure that Arizona utilities wouldn't mind having those extra electrons taking them off your hands. Like he was throwing all kinds of crazy jabs. So uh, yeah, he altered the playing field, man. Arizona hates immigrants. All right. <laughs> all right. The next form is the shrinking options. So you're supposed to use this on decisive people, according to the OG. Act like the options are changing on each appearance or change the prices on each appearance. So every time you got to come back, you got to change those prices a bit, man. You got to change that appearance a bit. Mm. I had this happen to me, Mm. man, when I went to go buy a mattress. I went to buy a mattress, man, and they showed me their inventory. And they hit me with that if I didn't buy today... I couldn't come back another day. Now, I was young doing this. I was like 23, 24 years old, you know, trying to be an adult, trying to be independent. I'm going to get me a mattress for a deal. This is before Amazon was super hot. I didn't get a Costco card, so I went to this place, this little shady. Before Ikea. Yeah, man. They showed me this this little shady dealer's place, and they tried to tell me that if I didn't buy today, that I couldn't come back and buy another day. And I think that was to keep me from price checking and just impulse buy. And they won because I bought those yeah. jerks, man. They'd be like, this is a one-time offer. 
if you don't take it now, it's not going to be there anymore. Yep. Or I think hey, that's man, okay, though. Start, start next week. Our prices are going to be higher, man. This is the last week that our prices are going to be like this. You come back a month later, price is still the same. Do you, do you, feel, <laughs> do you, you feel like that's shady? After seeing that it's a tactic, it's a, it's a negotiation tactic, man. And what if they said, what if they said they give you two weeks to, to figure it out? That then it's okay. Yeah, I mean to lock me like in. Like the and offer say, stands for you, two weeks. I showed you what I got. Now you either buy or you can never come back. Now, by the way, people, if you ever run into a situation like that, just stay away from it anyway. Because like, if you have the best prices and the best product. Apple isn't telling you you see the iPhone today and you can't buy it another day after you walk out. They let you go and they let you do whatever you want to do and their product is still going to sit there and it's still going to be the same price. Yeah, that's because they know it's going to sell regardless. Without you or without you. Yeah, timeshares do this too, man. With you or without you. Yeah, timeshares, they be on this too. They try to make you buy. They act like if you leave, you'll never see the same price again. They won't have the same inventory. They hit you. And and you told me you've done this with dates too, right? In your photography life, you told you know people that seem indecisive. Yep. You hit them with the oh, uh, you know what? Somebody else's. You know, I just got a I yeah. just got a text message for that day. You so let me know because um, other people are looking at it. Yeah, and they hit you right back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was about to say like I thought you meant like like going on dates like like nah, what? Nah. I never did that before. <laughs> yo, yo, you gonna go on this date with me? Oh, but, you're not gonna go? Hey, look, you got like two days to figure it out because I got like three women that's trying to go out on the same night. Right. You, you gonna be the one or what? Right. <laughs> I guess you could do it that way. Uh, another form of controlling the options is the weak man on the precipice. The weak are the easiest to maneuver by controlling their options, according to the OG. And this method is sort of like coloring the options for the person but you want to exaggerate now this person is weak right so you want to exaggerate the dangers of all the options until that weak person sees the final option as the only option and this is usually the option that you wanted them to take all along so you just got to color the choices for them but instead of an insecure person where you're just trying to tell them hey you can do this or this or this you're telling them hey you don't want to do that one or that one because this is going to happen. You need to be, yo, we need to look at this or don't do that one. Just go ahead and speak to all the dangers of the other options. Next form of color in the option, brothers in crime. I'm going to say like black people. <laughs> this is where you get someone to join in on whatever you got going on. So once they get entangled, they're easily manipulated because they're implicated. You know anything about that? Mm, I might actually uh, watched Juice this weekend, and Bishop did that to Q. Bishop shot old man Valdez or whatever his name was, and he killed Raheem. And so Bishop or uh, Q and Steel they couldn't snitch on them. They was in they was in it together. They was all in. They both they was gonna have two bodies. So. <laughs> They couldn't tell on Bishop. Great classic movie in click in case you haven't seen it, Juice. And and I haven't seen it and I got killed actually what? last week. Yeah. My wife and I were at this gathering and uh we were talking with some other people 
and they brought up Juice, and I was like, "Yeah, I still haven't seen that." They like, "What? You ain't seen Juice?" And this whole topic switched to me and how I'm sleeping on Juice and how I'm I'm misrepresenting the culture. <laughs> that was kind of a spoiler I just gave in, but I mean, it's not that big of it. I mean, it's the turning point in the movie, but you know, it's okay. Yeah, just bleep it out so you never hear that part again. Okay, okay, I try to take that out now. Or um, you just, or you just skip, you skip fifteen seconds so you don't hear that piece. Right, I skip through as soon as I hear that you're talking about juice. I'm just gonna skip it every time. Yeah, there you go. All right, the next form is the horns of a dilemma. All right, and this is when you get people into the dilemma to choose one of the two options, but either way they lose. And I'm thinking about tic tac toe, man. You play the game to where you put the opponent in a position that if they choose the one at the top you still get tic-tac-toe they choose the one at the bottom you still get tic-tac-toe so whichever way they choose they still lose that's the horns of a dilemma i hate when people do that they do that thing where you always get the cat game (laughs) right well boring I'm saying, are you going to lose? So you got to Unless you deviate. And so it's just a stalemate every single time. It's just pointless at that point. Right, right. Well, you got to know the trick, you know, to put it in the bottom corner and then try to get that middle one off. And then that next one, man, you get you get you no matter, you know, you get yourself that horns of the dilemma where whichever one they choose, you got two ways to go out. They got to choose one, though. So (laughs) anyway. The OG talks about how in that quest for power, you're going to be put in a position where you have to conquer or you got to hurt your rivals. And if you're the face of that punishment, they're going to want to seek revenge. And if they feel like you're the reason for their misfortune, they will continue to seek revenge. But if they feel like that they're the reason for their own misfortune, like they chose to go that way, they might submit and just go away quietly. It's more likely that they'll take that approach. Unless you're messing with some savages that just want to get at you anyway. (laughs) Right. And it's time for that reversal. Now, the purpose of controlling the options is to disguise so you're not the face of that power and that punishment. And it works best with people with uh, fragile power that can't be overt with their power. So I'm a little guy on the totem pole. or I'm the middle guy. You know what I'm saying? The middle of the totem pole. I can't just go out wrecking shop and calling shots and everything like that. Right. So I have fragile power. I can't be overt with my power. So I got to try to make moves to uh, to get what I want. And that's the purpose of disguising uh, and controlling the options. It's more elegant to give that illusion of choice. However, now this is where the reverse comes in. There are times when you want to give your opponents multiple options so you can see how they're going to react. Okay, this allows you to study them. So if you give them the multiple options, you see what option they tend to choose, and you're studying them and learning how they may react in the future. And that's all I got about that. All right. So this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Podcast. And as always, we encourage you to go out and get your own copy of Sir Robert Greene's The 48 Laws of Power. You can get the audio book like we listen to, or you can get the old traditional actual paperback book if you can find a story that still sells books <laughs> you can go to Amazon if you can't find a store if you go to Amazon you might as well get the audiobook. All right. What's and your- as always in the rumor mill in the Robert Green rumor mill I heard he saw that video where 
there were the there were these guys who made um, basically they put pennies all over their floor and put plexiglass over it and or whatever it was, and basically the whole floor was covered in pennies. Oh wow! It, was, it, was, it looked pretty nice too. Um, I think it. It was like $270 worth of pennies or something. Oh, man, that's that's cool. I can do that. That's nice, right? Yeah, yeah Robert Greene said, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Anybody could do that, right? Well, Robert Greene said he had to one-up him. He made his floor out of silver dollars. Oh, nice. And you know that costs a lot because he has a big floor. <laughs> so he needs your support. Yeah, that, that 44,000 square foot floor that I heard he got, man. How much money? A lot is of that? silver dollars to do that. To do math. I'm not even gonna try to do it, man. Silver dollars in the floor—that's just this is way too much, man. <laughs> and just because you get Robert Greene's book doesn't mean you don't need us anymore. Just like, just because you listen to our podcast doesn't mean you shouldn't support the OG Robert Greene. We compliment the OG. Robert Greene's book is kind of like a judge, distinguished educated has credentials logical and we're kind of like the gavel right we're the tool that the judge uses to bring order to the court we compliment that thing or we're like that great wig that the judge wears <laughs> they don't right. do that no more i guess he wouldn't he wouldn't be the same if he had a great wig that gavel in that great wig who would he be <laughs> he'd just be a guy in a black robe right or He's kind of like that crisp, refreshing Mountain Dew. And we're like the codeine. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Kids, don't do codeine unless you're prescribed. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have any questions you want to discuss this law with us, you can reach out to us at our email. That's Corporate Street. Or excuse me, the corporate streets at gmail.com. That's corporate streets with the Z. Um, and we're also on Facebook and Twitter. And for next week, we have a law 32, which is play to people's fantasies. Okay. I feel a lot of porn examples coming up. I, I do too. If they, if they do it, if Robert Greene did it the right way, we'll be able to turn it into porn examples. Yep. That might work. <laughs> and that'll get you in relationships too man play out those fantasies for your man or for your woman <laughs> alright so you know what you're listening to this is the Corporate Streets Powercast this is the podcast for people who gonna roll with us or they gonna roll under us ew that's those are choices. your options yeah, that's two choices I don't wanna roll under nobody though <laughs> so you gotta roll with us Where's my option to run away? Like, I ain't ain't got that. It ain't no fight or flight. (laughs) All right, peace. It's fight or die. (laughs) Enrich your life. Attain your goals. Thank you. For listening to the corporate street, the corporate street, the corporate street, power cast, power cast, power cast. Power cast. Power cast.